Hey friends, good afternoon. This is the July 17th sermon from the Burnham Milroy Charge. It is my pleasure to be with you and the sermon is based on Galatians 1, 13 to 18 and it's called Shedding Our Skin, Freedom Through Exfoliation. Now this Galatians passage is where Paul is describing himself. He talks about how in his previous life in Judaism, he was zealous or militant for God and how he advanced in Judaism beyond his peers. And what he realized was that God had set him apart from before the time that he was born to reach out to the Gentiles and to minister to them. And so what happened was that he ended up going to Arabia, which is an eastern section of the wilderness by Damascus. And so it's east of Damascus. And he spent some time there, came back to Damascus, and then he went to Jerusalem, up to Jerusalem, literally, and then met with Peter for approximately 15 days. And so I want to talk about Paul's transformation and what exactly happened. And so I'm going to use the example or metaphor for exfoliation, the way that we shed our skin. Now humans shed our skin approximately once every 27 days. So we have new skin every 27 days and for us it's almost unnoticeable. It just happens as we walk around, as we live, and we don't need to be intentional about exfoliation. But some other animals like reptiles, snakes, that kind of thing, they need to be intentional about it. Now snakes shed their skin roughly two to four times per year. It's one of those things that, you know, we often find in a basement I know that my grandma and granddad would find snake skins and sometimes the snakes attached to those skins in their basement at least once a year. And I always thought it was pretty weird because whenever I've seen a snake skin, it's inside out, kind of like how you take off socks that they just all of a sudden turn inside out. And so snakes, like the rest of the animals, shed their skin because they need to grow. Snakes and other reptiles happen to have to shed their skin all at once since their skin can only stretch so much. When they get too big, the old skin needs to come off so that the snake can grow into its new skin and also get rid of any parasites that won't leave them alone. So now that we're done with the biology lesson for today, we move to understanding why how we grow physically is also a metaphor for how we grow spiritually. Now, like I said, today's text comes from Galatians chapter one, where Paul describes himself. He talks about how he is zealous for God. And unfortunately, it led to all kinds of bad things happening, like Stephen's martyrdom. Paul really was a complete and total jerk before he had his run-in with Jesus on the Damascus Road. He was so focused on upholding the law that he literally forgot the heart of it. The Torah talks about God's heart 
and that message throughout the whole Torah, the Old Testament, and what we have in the New Testament. And that message is consistent. Take care of widows, orphans, children, the weak, the imprisoned, the hurt, the dying, because God cares about these people, and we should too, if we want to call ourselves children of the Most High God. I think words like rigid, stubborn, or pig-headed don't begin to describe Paul before the Damascus Road incident. Paul was so fixated on upholding the Pharisees' understanding of the law that he truly became obsessed. He, everything about him was focused on making sure that the God that he knew was vindicated. And so that is what Paul is talking about when he says that he was zealous or militant for the law. And then everything changed. Paul literally ran into Jesus on the Damascus Road and had a transformation that I think is one of the most unique in all of Christian history. Paul talks about how God chose him to preach to the Gentiles from before the time he was born. So sometime between Paul being knocked around by Jesus on the Damascus Road and getting a very intimate uh, introduction to who Jesus is, so between that time and between the time that he writes to the Galatians, Paul was convicted that he was supposed to minister to people he refused to associate with before. And this is just like Peter from last week, from our July 10th message. This reorientation is not a small feat. What happened was that Paul went to Arabia and that desert and wilderness area east of Damascus was where Paul was able to focus on God, figure out who he was called to be, and then live into that. He left everyone he knew to go into the wilderness with whom the people that God called him to. Now, I don't think we can really be sure of how long Paul was in Arabia and then in Damascus, but let's say for the sake of this discussion that it was three years in total between leaving for Arabia and then going up to Jerusalem. And in this time, it took him three years of hard spiritual work, dedication, and perseverance to even think about going to meet with Peter in Jerusalem. He needed to get his head on straight. And I think he was still at risk of turning back to the old ways. It's one of the reasons that drug addicts have a hard time staying clean. Their social structure encouraged them to get high and then they often don't have anywhere else to turn when they get out of rehab. So it's back to the same routine and people who encourage the drug use in the first place. There's no option for not, uh, there's no option to stay clean in a lot of cases. And for us, being a follower of Jesus isn't a once and done decision. We have to make the choice over and over again to stay clean, over and over again to be renewed and new. It is truly a renovation of the heart, which is the book title uh, by a 
Dallas Willard. Willard writes that everything about us needs to fall under alignment and into alignment with Jesus Christ. Our minds, our hearts, our will, our souls, our bodies, and even our communities. And I think that Dallas Willard got a lot of his ideas from the writings of Paul. At one point this summer, I walked up to my husband while he was tying flies, because he's an avid fly fisherman. And I asked him, I said, do you think you would be able to be good at fly fishing if you only did it one hour a week? Like, would you be exceptional? Would you be on Team USA? Would you be on the world's team if you only did it once a week? For one hour a week. And he gave me that look that all husbands give their wives when they think that they're in a trap. And so I looked at him and said, no trap, not rhetorical. You know, do you think that you'd be on the team if you only practiced one hour a week? And so he snorted and said, of course not. For us, if we are going to be exceptional Christians, it takes more than one hour a week on Sunday morning to make that happen. The other 167 hours during the week are just as important as our worship on Sunday morning. Because what Paul describes in much of his writing and what Paul talks about his own personal shift, his own personal change, is what Kenneth Boa calls exchanged life spirituality. Boa says that the basis of our salvation is also the basis of our sanctification. Paul took all of his intense energy that he had for persecuting the church and turned it towards being the best example of Christ he could be. He exchanged his old life for the life of Christ, and we are called to do the same. And we can't do that in just one hour a week. Paul gave up his old prejudices, the old habits that weren't healthy. He gave up his routine and exchanged them for what Christ wanted, and all at a significant cost. And the first question of the morning is, are we willing to give up our own bias, our preferences, and our habits to grow the kingdom of God in the ways that Jesus is calling us? Paul became new, and it took time. He had new skin growing over and over again. If you do the math, for the three years that he was away from other Jews and in ministry with Gentiles specifically alone, he would have regenerated completely new skin almost 41 times. That's a lot of new skin. Internally, he was shedding his old self and growing in significantly transforming ways as well. And as we know from his writings, from the letters that we have, he continued to grow in love throughout the course of his ministry. It's like the wineskin parable. You can't put new wine into an old wineskin. So our question becomes, what skin or container do I need to get rid of to grow more in the likeness of Christ.
because really that's what our journey is about. It's about relationship with Christ, relationship through the Holy Spirit and with Creator God to be like the God who created us, to have the grace and mercy and everything that Paul talks about in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, the fruit of the Spirit. We're called to grow in relationship and that relationship manifests itself in the fruit of the Spirit. Now that same grace that offers salvation is the same grace that offers us sanctification and transformation. If we're not willing to grow, then we are going to have old skin and parasites just like the snake. We're going to be like the old Paul, the one who was so fixated on enforcing the law that he didn't take a look in the mirror. He didn't look at his own heart. He would rather tell everyone else how they weren't conforming, how they weren't good enough, how they were breaking the law. But we need to grow. We need to change. We cannot stay in our old skin. We need to be new and renewed through the power of the Holy Spirit over and over again. We need to be as zealous as Paul in terms of his perseverance, his transformation, and his flexibility and creativity in ministry. And so it comes down to this question. Are you, am I, are we willing to give up our old skin, our container that we, we love and hold so dear to make a difference in the kingdom of God? Grace and peace, my friends. Let it be so. Amen. And have a wonderful day.